Hi, everybody, and welcome to Urban Green's podcast, Building Tomorrow, where we bring you conversations with climate solvers. Every day we meet people who make a big difference in the built environment and are moving us closer to a low carbon future. We want you to hear their stories. My name is John Mandike, and I'm the CEO of Urban Green. Today's episode of Building Tomorrow is a recording of my interview with Manny Pastrique. He's the president of 32BJ SEIU, a true leader in the labor community. I sat down with Manny at our Workforce Solutions for Decarbonizing Buildings event that we hosted on November 15th, 2023, in collaboration with the U.S. Green Building Council and 32BJ. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, maybe we could just start out with some grounding for um, our new guests in the audience here and online. Can you tell us the type of uh, job categories your union covers? Yeah. So in um, we have 175,000 members up and down the East Coast here in New York City. We represent about 90,000 people who work in New York City. The biggest chunk work in residential buildings. And in our residential buildings, you really go from a porter, which is like a cleaner, all the way up to a resident manager or superintendent who's running the building and making all the decisions and the maintenance and everything in between. Um, we actually have a number of people from NYU here where we have, um, again, we have folks both on the classroom side and the building side as well as on the residential side and then we have about 20,000 members who work in commercial office buildings as cleaners we have a few thousand who works in airports and we also have security officers and lobbies um, so that's the gamut of what we have great so that's that's great background for the discussion we'll have today so um, tell us how is the role of these workers particularly in the building service part how has that evolved in the last 10 or 15 years what's what what are they doing differently now that they weren't doing before yeah that's a good question i mean new york has been leading the charge i would say in terms of climate change and addressing climate change so there's just been a host of policy and legislative action here in new york city which urban green has been at the center of so much of that uh, and that really has led to a change for our members and it varies again by the sectors that they're in uh, in our commercial sector, I would say it's somewhat really focused on recycling um, and green cleaning. But again, in the residential sector where we have our members doing everything from sort of, again, entry level to running the buildings, the list is incredibly long. I mean, they, from uh, really managing the electrification. Uh, the other thing I'd focus on is really being the front line with the tenants. Um, our tenants often have an incredible amount of questions about what's going on, why it's going on, and our members are the ones who they come to uh, on the front lines. And so it's been incredibly important for the buildings, for our members to become educated on what's going on, why it's important, and being able to answer those questions. But from electrification to green roofs, to I, it's an incredibly long list of what our members have been doing and doing differently. Um, and I would also say enjoying. Um, it's actually been given a lot more satisfaction to our members to be part of the changes in the buildings and, you know, the importance to the building and important to the broader community. And so given that, why is decarbonization important to your, to your yeah. members? That's a big question. <laughs> I think I'm going to start really big and come in. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, when we, 32BJ was founded by immigrants. Um, we're still a vast majority of our members are immigrants and people leave their countries because of economic instability, political instability, and more and more so environmental instability or, and a combination of those things. So that's just as a starting point of how our members got to this country or so many of them did. But 
At this point, um, when you come into New York, and I think Peter used a number of the $20 billion of climate uh, you know, costs, and you know, there's more than just the costs in New York alone, um, our members are the front lines in addressing the changes that need to happen to prepare for that, and then when the climate uh, disasters happen. Um, but really, on a day-to-day -day level, um, as I was sort of saying before, our members really take great care in their buildings and their tenants. And so being part of the change of those buildings is actually, I think, given for the ones that have been able to put their hands on it, incredibly satisfying and important to them. Um, and then, again, there's been the skills that they've needed to obtain to get there. So that's why it's important to them. But how is it, like, affecting them? How is it affecting their jobs when they go to work? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So again, it varies by industry. I mean, I think uh, in the commercial industry, our cleaners are spending a lot more time on recycling and all those kinds of things that they ever did before. Uh, in the residential uh, area, I think, again, you're focused, you can look at like putting in new stoves, uh, electric stoves, uh, retrofitting. Um, I think on the list uh, that was just presented, you know, uh, particularly sort of uh, once you get out of the complete system changes, which our members don't do, but the things that happen within the buildings, uh, whether that's the air filters, the lighting, um, the stoves, the uh, uh, just, you know, we, we've calculated that you could save 15 to 20 percent in energy costs just for the things that our members touch within the buildings. And that's a huge starting point. Um, and so, you know, those kind of things that our members can touch and do within the buildings can make a big difference. And so let's uh, switch just a little bit. Let's talk about the obstacles out yep. there. Um, so what are the obstacles that we have to overcome from where you stand and from where your workers stand? Well, I, did, I think you have a lot to add to this, too, because Urban Green has been such a thoughtful partner, I think, in the issues of, like, wh wh where is the best spot for us to find, make progress on climate change, but deal with the real obstacles. And I think the obstacles that our members see in the buildings are the same that we probably see in the broader community. Um, you know, what are the things that we can afford to do? Cost is an issue. I mean, making these changes is a real issue. And each building has to make a decision of what to invest in in the short term um, versus the long term to ensure that we're ready to address the climate change and to comply with all these laws coming down the pike. You know, uh, we're talking about 2030. What am I going to do in 2023? What am I going to do in 2024 and 25 so that I'm not caught too late uh, by 2030? So I, I think cost is uh, an issue. I, the other one is, you know, we are really proud of the training fund that we are building the skills so our members can actually participate in making the changes, being part of that process. Um, so I think uh, ensuring that we have the skills uh, for the tens of thousands of workers that are going to be needed to do this is another challenge. Those are two, but I have to say Urban Green has been at the center of sort of thinking about where, how you balance the, op the need for change and the challenges. That wasn't a setup, but I appreciate it. <laughs> um, what about resistance? Like, are you seeing resistance? And if you are, well, you know, how do you think we overcome that? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll talk about one example that we're doing um, in the carbon-free schools. We've been part of a coalition of building trades unions, parents, student groups, uh, and the city to think about how do we come together to talk about how we create good jobs uh, as part of the greening process, create healthier schools, uh, and, and, and make it part of the education process of those schools as well. Uh, and create safer uh, schools and communities and better air in the schools, you know, get rid of some of the really old boilers. 
So that process, I'm sort of giving you the positive version mm -hmm. of how we build support um, for this kind of change and growth. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to call out again, NYU has, does so much education and, uh, you know, through surveys and everything else, engaging the community, engaging our members, and it becomes sort of a, it, it builds on itself. So I think that's the positive. I think, you know, again, the fear of the cost and the fear of the change is where we have seen the most resistance. Um, you know, and that's why I think our training fund uh, and the real estate community, to give the real estate community's investment in the training fund, is also about, you know, creating the uh, education, creating those frontline workers who can engage with the tenants uh, and the community to talk about why this is important. Because, it, yeah, there are barriers to making all this change. There are costs to making all these change. So we have to talk about why it can be done, how it can be done effectively, uh, is sort of where we've tried to focus our efforts. Great. And last question, Manny. Um, how are you working to bring new people into the industry? Um, because we know we need that. <laughs> and then how are you expanding the skill set for what's needed in the future? So if there's any building owners with non-union workers, we can talk later. Um, <laughs> but um, I, so I, you know, I, I think that when we think about um, uh, and it is, I mean, we do organize workers, just for the record, that is a key, is we try and bring new workers in, and, you know, uh, and New York has a series of things that I think have facilitated that compared to other areas. Um, and I would also say there's an incredible, uh, we were talking about earlier today, a community within New York that respects, you know, how a clean, a porter can get, build their skills, and we have, I think you may hear from some of our members later, build their skills over time to become a resident manager, and part of that process right now is so much about the value that that resident manager can provide with the green uh, skills and running the buildings and all the parts that make running a green building so important. So I think that, you know, uh, I think in New York in particular, we sort of, uh, we highlight the value that our members bring through the training, through the investment, through the care they've had in the building. Because our members really do, whether it's a commercial cleaning building, a residential building, or everything else, our members have a deep care about those facilities they have a, you know they build relationship with tenants over years i mean decades we have so uh, the average age of our members at well over 50 and that's because people stay in the jobs for decades uh and build strong relationships and i think that that in essence sells itself to a degree is people have really seen the value of investing in the workers who then invest back in the buildings um so yeah it's uh but it's you know uh you know it takes resources it takes focus and it takes care and that a lot of what we try and do is convince people that that's important. Great. Well, Manny, thank you. Thank you for joining our electrified fireside chat. That's good. That's good. Practice what we preach. <laughs> thank you for everything you're doing and for your tremendous leadership in the marketplace. Manny Pastry to everybody. A big thank you to Manny, and thank you to all of you for listening to this episode. And I want to give a shout-out to Urban Green staff for their assistance and our members and sponsors for their support. If you would like to become a member or a sponsor, please visit urbangreencouncil.org. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider liking and subscribing to it in your favorite podcast app so that you'll get immediate access to all upcoming conversations. Thank you for tuning in today.